Welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so excited to be here talking with each other and talking with you. We're going to talk about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Yeah, no news for us this week. So we can jump right into finished objects, which we have. Whee! Who wants to go first? We each yours, have is one. A- yours is already visible. So why don't you do okay. yours? So I finished my shoe sweet shrug. Um, it's patterned by Susie and Summers, and I knit it in some souvenir yarn that I picked up on my last pre-quarantine uh, travel, and then some hand spun that I did, as well as I did the contrast with this teal torch knits neon green, and I will link all that in the show notes. But it is a brio shrug. It's essentially a shawl with little sleeves. And I really like it. I definitely spent a couple hours this morning finishing up my sleeves so that I could wear it on the podcast, <laughs> which is great. I like it. The main color I chose as a speckled off-white, which kind of gives everything like a more pastel-y look because my gradient was a little more neon-y. Uh, my gradient that I spun in Organic Colworth kind of fades from a more greeny yellow into a more yellowy yellow into an orange into a pink in the purple. Yeah, and it's really nice. There's a little brioche motif down the back and it's really cozy and I like it and there's kind of like a point in the back and it just barely covers my butt so I can wear this with leggings which will be good and I'm a big fan it it hangs really nicely on its own but if I wanted to I could just put a little pin in it around my neck and it would stay nice and closed if I wanted that and I think it's gonna be a really nice for just throwing on when it's cool out it looks really cute I like how it turned Mm -hmm. out I think that the neon pop that you picked for the edge and the sleeves looks awesome. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. I would definitely consider making this pattern again. I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked doing it with a gradient. I think maybe if I were to do it again, I would have started farther into the yellow and just worked with the color management a little more because I kind of did want a little more purple out of this and it's only purple at the bottom, but I love it uh, the way it is too. It's cute. I wear a lot of like black t-shirts as you can see I'm wearing one right now and I think the electric yellows and peachy colors look really good next to black yeah it does mm-hmm. well what did you finish I finished some socks yay socks these are my Regia Tomorrowland socks that are the self-striping festival four ply and they are for me they're in my size they're just my normal vanilla sock with my uh, weird pointy toe that I do for my weird pointy feet. Uh, if you want that pattern, it is available in our Patreon content from Socktober. There's the whole sock recipe and how I do that weird pointy toe in there. And I used just uh, one bit of contrast for the heel because I don't like to mess up my stripes in self-striping yarn because I'm anal retentive. <laughs> and it's uh, some of the spearmint tea. Nice. And they look real matchy matchy. Yes, they look very matchy-matchy. I do that with self-striping yarn. I I start the second sock the same place. I start the first sock so that the stripes match up and are a lovely, perfect pair of socks. Yay, they look great. Thank you. Yes, so I will probably start wearing them later today. New socks, woo. Hooray. Well, what have you been knitting on then? Oh, all sorts of stuff. I got all sorts of stuff going on. I've been working on that sock set shawl, which mm-hmm. is, I'm done with the body of it now. Oops, sorry, I'm hitting needles on things. So it's this big now. It looks big. It is big. Oh, wow. I mean, 
it's I'm actually surprised at how big it is. So it's that big. I need to make the chart for the border. Um, yeah. So it's in time right now. It's a crescent shawl and it's got alternating what looks like, is it, it's garter, right? Um, yes, garter it's and eyelets. garter with some extra big eyelets. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in Big Little Yarn Co. in the town with an ocean view color that she did for her Ghibli Cub Club in the, it's Kiki's Delivery Service themed. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I like that the eyelets really accentuate the shape, the crescent shape. Yes, they do. It's nice. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. And I will be, I think I'm going to do test knitters. I'm debating if I'm going to actually do test knitters on this one, because I have already obviously test knit it. Um, or if I'm just going to release it without a full test and just a tech edit. We'll see. So that one is in progress. Do you want me to keep going or? Oh, I guess I'll pop in with my one other thing I've been working on. That's not <laughs> surprising. I mainly worked on the shoe sweet shrug, so I don't have a ton of progress on my ripple crop top, but I have yeah, I have a good inch of progress that I did mm-hmm. and still feels really nice. It's great because I'm getting close to being done with the body. So yay, I'm almost done with my first ball of yarn. It's, you can see, oh, you can't even see because it's mostly gone out of my little cozy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which will be good. I'm excited. I think I'm sure I'll have plenty of yarn because this is the most yarn intensive part. The rest is just shoulders and back and little sleeves. It should be great. I'm excited. Nice. I have not one, but two pairs of socks going on. Two pairs of socks? Two pairs of socks. So the first one, and they're both very unimpressive right now. So prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. These are new vanilla socks. They are Mm -hmm. very small. It's just like three rows of cuff. Three rows of cuff. Mm -hmm. This is Queensland Perth Mm -hmm. um, yarn in the Royal Botanical Gardens colorway. Nice. Uh, so it's like a one of those like two ply that kind of fade together. Yeah, yarns. it looks like various shades of pinks and greens. It is. And these are just going to be gift socks for one of my family members. I don't even know which one yet. Uh, so I just started those to be my replacement super vanilla sock project. And then my other sock project is not going to be super vanilla, which is why I have two socks. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is <gasps> the cuff. That's in your, my yarn. In, it's your yarn. It's your new Shadow Facts colorway. <laughs> my silly little off-white that I was all jazzed about. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little like ivory off-white color. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I like your BFL base a lot. So I'm liking how it's looking. It's kind of shiny. It's nice. And mm-hmm. then I also have this ball of Tenuvial, which they're going to play together. Um, so I designed a colorwork chart and I'm doing a colorwork sock pattern in uh, these two Lord of the Rings colors of Lawrence Yarn for her there and back again knit along that she is running right now. So it will be a, a double thing with a Lord of the Rings themed yarn and a Lord of the Rings themed pattern. I have a nice like Art Nouveau kind of inspired like elven archway that's going to go across the foot of the sock. I'm excited to get to the color work part of this. We're I suckers just, for a theme. We're suckers for a theme. We love good theming. Uh, yeah, I just started this cuff while I was hanging out with friends so that I could like get to the color work part basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that baby little sock. Two sock I, babies. I have one other thing. I know I've been busy. This is not baby. 
this is almost a whole thing. <gasps> so this is a hat. It is a hat. Wow. It's you like look a- like you're ready to decrease. I am. I am. I stopped. I was working out last night and I paused because I need to write the decreases chart uh, because it is going to, it's hard to see it in this light, but there is a fully cabled mm, now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's a full yeah, cable situation. It's really pretty. It looks like ovals that are alternating. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling it kind of like alternating chain cables because they kind of look yeah. like chain links um, do. and it's going to have a folded brim. That's why it's mm-hmm. extra long. And I'm going to work the decreases into the cables so that they all mm-hmm. kind of like schloop in nice at the end and look good. But that's why I haven't worked on it because I need to like chart that out. And this is in Malabrigo Rios uh, mm-hmm. in a colorway that this tag will tell me. What are you? Cumparsita. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's like a nice deep burgundy red. And I picked this up at House of Yarn the summer to do like this exact thing with like just a random nice pattern in Malabrigo because they're very good about resharing my work when I post it which is very nice Mm -hmm. and it's soft uh and it's nice it's like ice raining here right now so it's been cold so working on some cables has been really cozy I put my little uh fire elemental stitch marker charm that I designed on there because theming uh so yeah, I, I'm liking how this turns out. This I'm definitely going to test knit. So I will definitely have a full test knit call for this up in the next week or so. Keep your eyeballs out for that. If you don't want to miss it, sign up for my email newsletter at all of the various places. Uh, I have the, if you sign up for my email newsletter on Ravelry or PayHip, if you click those links uh, and go through like buying the avocado toast pattern that's free you don't actually have to buy it you will be put into my knitting specific newsletter and only hear news about knitting instead of like pins and stuff so pro tip there nice yes so that will be cool and that because it's fully cabled like that it's going to have different cable charts for a couple of the different sizes uh so Mm -hmm. i will need whole test knitting situation on that nice are you doing just adult sizes are you going to do youth sizes too (laughs) Uh, I haven't decided yet if it is convenient for me to do so. I will probably go ahead and do the youth sizes, like if the math works out. But if it's like going to be a huge jump in size and I don't really want to mess with it, I probably won't. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's likely that I'll be able to make it work out. So I'll probably at least have like teen and child, but maybe like mm-hmm. not baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Randomly. This summer, I am theoretically getting a new grand nibbling, so I get to make small things coming up soon. I'm going to wait a little while because I have till like deep into the summer for this impending uh, new human to enter the world, but I'm excited to knit small things. Yes, tiny things. Well, awesome. Is that If that's all our whips, I guess we can talk about acquisitions. Mm-hmm. I actually acquired something this week. I made an order from Home Row Fiber Co. for our... Uh, for giveaway prizes for the there and back again knit along. I still need to draw moon club prizes. I'm let me put that on my bullet journal list right now. I'm terrible. <laughs> I know it's okay. In the meantime, I will show you this awesome mug. It's machine washable. It's got Cute. this nice kind of curved shape and it's got this little motif, a little leaf motif and acorn. And it says, all we have to decide is what to do with the wool that is given us. 
That's it's adorable. very sweet. And it says it on both sides, which as a lefty, I love. I think that's great. Fully microwave and dishwasher safe. And then I got, actually, I got two pins with the same wordage on it. And it's um, two like crochet hooks bracketed by yarn with the same quote in it. I got a couple of those. And I got a really cute little notions pouch, which is just kind of generally witchy. It's got, it's a little rectangular size. It's the length that would fit some pencils and it's about four or five inches high. It's got a little moon phases on the side with the zipper and some hands doing some magic on the back. Yeah. And there's like some holly leaves in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really excited to nab these from Rochelle's shop. And so those are the things I acquired for giveaways. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you acquire anything? I did, but it's kind of boring. I ordered a credit card reader from uh, Shopify to use mm-hmm. at art shows, and it came in a nice little case. Cool. Just from the Shopify like POS store, uh, mm-hmm. point of sale, not the other thing. And uh, it's so many acronyms in today's <laughs> society. It's just like a little credit card reader. It does the tap. It's got the full swipe on the side. It's got the insert for mm-hmm. chips. It turns on accidentally. Uh, and very it's got exciting. a little charging cord. So this is very nice. I have only had a square reader in the past. Uh, but because I can... Re- oh, it's got this little strap too. So I can put it on my wrist. How festive. No, please turn <laughs> off. I don't want you to be on. There we go. It's run sales just through my Shopify store uh, mm-hmm. and it will like track inventory with my Shopify store and everything. So that is really fancy and cool as nice. a person who has only used Square and Etsy in the past, which do not talk to each other. And also Square charges more fees than the Shopify thing is going to. Mm-hmm. So woo. Nice. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. Are you ready to talk about a cult corner? I am. Well, as per us, we love themes and running uh, things to keep talking about. And so we've picked on a new one and it's the Zodiac constellations. And so as they each come up, I feel like we're just going to have a little brief foray into um, the Zodiac constellations, like all aspects of them, their mythology, astronomy, astrology, all that stuff, just a light little dip and an introduction into the Western Zodiac stuff yeah yeah i think it'll be fun i to be clear before we talk about this i know nothing about astrology it is an aspect of witchcraft that i yeah i know very very little about it i know my major three signs i barely know what the major signs mean um so we're going to talk a little bit about that as part of this and bear with us as we also learn about different aspects of astrology yes neither of us are do any astrology in our practices we are merely dabbling and introducing if you are looking for more in-depth information this is not this is not what we are and knowing us i think we may be coming at it from more of an interest in folklore and um with a touch of astronomy as well yeah and like as far as astrology goes uh i kind of like to think about it more as like myers Briggs personality types kind of a thing or like a fun way to categorize things and interact with and think about the world, but not the be end 
uh, like not the be end all of things like this is not yeah, yeah. like if, if something doesn't like particularly jive with how you feel about something then like that's okay things have different mm-hmm. aspects mm-hmm. yeah I've never identified with like aspects of like my sign and people that are into astrology have never ever 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 successfully guessed my sign mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're not we're not super huge astrologers, but anyway, let's talk about Aquarius. This is, shows you how little we know about astrology. We were both <laughs> pretty mad to find out that Aquarius is an air sign. Speaking of us loving theme, what <laughs> bad theming. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, in my like basic Googling, I thought it was really, in, I mean, obviously it's also a Soviet associated with water but not water as like the element of it but the giving and bearing of water and i liked how across many i pretty much every northern hemisphere's major folklore there is an association with a water deity of antiquity like i saw it's associated with the babylonian god ea or enki those are two names for the same god who is like one of their creator deities and also a water bearer in Egypt, it was associated, this, this, the constellation is associated with the flooding of the Nile, which was super duper important to ancient peoples because, I mean, obviously it was critically important to the Egyptians, but a lot in the ancient world depended on the trade of grain with ancient Egypt. Um, so it was important for everybody back in the day, the flooding of the Nile. And apparently in Hindu and Chinese astrology, it's also associated with water bearing and water deities. But I kind of looked into the Greek myths because those are my favorite. I like Greek and Roman mythology. I shouldn't even say Roman mythology because it's just Greek mythology with different names. But for the Greek mythology, there were two major myths that are associated with the constellation of Aquarius. The first one is about Deucalion and the Great Flood because pretty much everywhere we think of as like the cradle of civilization has a Great Flood myth. Most people's do. I think it's actually even worldwide. I just don't know enough to about different folklore traditions. Um, but this is the Greek version, the son of Prometheus, Deucalion. He got a heads up that a great flood was coming. He built a boat, him and his wife get in. They survived the flood. They help repopulate the earth in a magic way, not in a like heterosexual boning, making more people surf away, which is just your standard great flood myth, I would say. But it. The constellation of Aquarius in Greek mythology, I think, is more strongly associated with the myth of Ganymede, which does entertain me quite a bit. Ganymede was a Trojan shepherd, and he was supposed to be really, 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 really hot. Um, and I was looking at all these depictions of him, and they often, per, per, like uh, Renaissance ones, obviously depict Ganymede as like fair skinned and fair haired, but like, no, no, Troy is in Turkey. Like that is an extremely Mediterranean looking fellow. Anyway, Ganymede was a young Trojan man. He was very, very hot. And he was Zeus's like notable exception. Zeus being a notable womanizer, constantly jumping out of Olympus to uh, non-consensually have his way with any woman he wanted. Uh, Ganymede was his one big no homo moment. He, uh, in various versions of the myth, it might not be Zeus who first noticed Ganymede, but in the end, Zeus is like, oh, you're too pretty for earth. You will be my cupbearer in Olympus. And that is Ganymede's job is to serve, to bear cups 
for Zeus. And eventually Hera gets a little salty about, as she does, about anybody attracting her husband's eyes. And Ganymede becomes the constellation Aquarius, another cupbearer. Nice. Oh, and also the constellation of Aquarius is right next to the eagle, Aguila. And that's a central part of the Ganymede myth, too, is when he is taken from Earth, from Troy. It's a a god eagle, usually Zeus, in the form of an eagle that comes and snatches him up. Zeus is a big fan of transforming into animals and snatching hot people off of Earth. Yeah. And (laughs) being a swan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or a bull. Mm -hmm. Anything. Yeah. If If he wants to smash, he will turn into an animal and go, go get some. It's a move. <laughs> uh, nice. That's what I got for uh, Constellation Aquarius myths. Very nice. Uh, so I have some astrology-based stuff. And because this is the first episode we're doing on this, I have some like primers on things to understand about astrology because they're going to come up like every time we do one of these. So your sun sign, this is like your sign quote unquote, like that's the main sign that people, when they ask you, like, what's your sign? Uh, that's the main sign people are asking about. It's supposed to be like the brightest, most apparent part of your personality. And your so when people say your big three, they're talking about your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising sign. And the moon sign is the part you hide from others. It's like your inner self and emotion. And your rising sign is how you present to the world or first impressions of your personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what the big three are. And when we were saying that we were surprised that Aquarius is an air sign, uh, the different astrological signs are all associated with the four elements. Mm -hmm. And the four elements present themselves pretty much exactly the same way that they are in the tarot. So it's very easy to remember fire is passion and drive. Earth is stability and materialism. Air is intellect and sociability, and water is emotion and fluidity. So exactly the same way they are in the tarot. Very easy to remember. And then you'll also hear about qualities in astrological signs. This is kind of like about their placement within a season. So the cardinal signs are associated with an equinox or a solstice, and they start a new season. So like personality-wise, maybe people who start things are, are ambitious. And fixed signs, this is the sign that's in the middle of the season. So it's not at the beginning or the end. It's right in the middle. There may be steadier, systematic people. And then mutable signs come at the end of the season. Uh, so associated with like changing or adapting to new situations. So that's what people say when they mean when they say it's a cardinal sign or a fixed sign or a mutable sign. Hmm. So those are those are my primers on things. Now let's talk about what Aquarius is. So Aquarius, uh, the dates for it are January 20th through February 18th. Uh, that's if, if your birthday falls in there, then you are an Aquarius uh, sun sign. We'll talk about how to determine your moon and rising signs later. We're not going to get into that right now, but basically your birthday determines your sun sign. And it's the 11th sign in the zodiac. It's represented by a man pouring water out of a jug, like the constellation that we just talked about. And I thought this was interesting. So all of the astrological signs kind of have a tarot card that is associated with them. And for Aquarius, it's the star. 
which makes a ton of sense because it's, you know, pouring water (laughs) out of a jug. (laughs) And Aquarius is a fixed air sign, which again has always confused me. Uh, I'm designing my own tarot deck and I almost made a symbol that was meant to represent Aquarius the wrong colors because I just assumed it was water because, you know, (laughs) its symbol is water. Uh, But I, I don't know a lot about astrology. So here you go. And the ruling planet of Aquarius is Uranus, which uh, governs intervention and technology. So those are some some just basic facts. Things that like different personality traits that are associated with the Aquarius sign are uh, an affinity for the unknown, maybe being experimental type of people. They're seen as the humanitarian of the zodiac so reflecting on the past while looking forward into the future they might be distant in personal relationships because they're focused more on like bigger picture ideas or the community rather than individuals Uh, so they can be seen as like aloof because of that they're also assertive and independent basically i got the impression that like as an archetype, they're kind of like protesters and like radical thinkers who are trying to work with big ideas and change big stuff for large groups of people. And they're creative, optimistic, innovative, avant-garde, and eccentric. Cool. Yeah. And then I Aquarius is not at all in my big three. Uh, but if we, is it in yours at all? I don't know. You don't, you don't know your, your uh, moon or your no. rising. We'll have to figure that out. <laughs> It'll be funny if Aquarius is in here. Cause I was going to say, uh, if we hit something that's in our big three, I figure we could talk about if we feel like that matches up with us and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. different I can parts tell of you, it. it's not my sun sign. I was I, born in the summer. I know it's not your sun sign. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just telling for the, for everybody who might be viewing. This. Yeah. I know your rising sign is the one that is determined by what time you were born. So you need to know the time that you were born for that one. (laughs) And then I wrote down some famous Aquarians. uh, And most of these are from CoStar. Uh, Just (laughs) if you want to get some random fun astrology facts, get on CoStar. It'll tell you weird things. It'll tell you not to wear gym shoes someday. I don't know. Mostly I enjoy giggling at what CoStar tells me to do. It's a fun time. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we have Virginia Woolf, mm-hmm. Angela Davis. That is somebody who, when you were describing an Aquarius, is who I thought of. Isn't that neat? Uh, Frederick Douglass. Very cool. Uh, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yoko Ono. Interesting. Rasputin. I thought you would, I, you would like that because you're listening to that podcast right now. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm in the middle of a Rasputin podcast. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's an interesting cat. Mm-hmm. And Oprah. Huh. That's my list. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I can't believe Angela Davis was like, when you're describing it, I'm like, oh, that makes me think of like women race in class, which I read within the past year. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was what I had. Just a little have, beginner primer on the astrology aspects of uh, Aquarius. I have an astronomy fun fact to Excellent. close us out. I'm glad you did the history and the astronomy because I just did the astrology. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know anything about astronomy. So this is just from Wikipedia and it's one fun fact. Recently, it's been discovered that there are at least 12 exoplanetary systems within the Aquarius constellation. 
Nice. Yeah. So that's like a star that has planets around it. And like exoplanetary system implies more than one planet, I believe. So there's several, there's even, I saw there was a, even a terrestrial planet somewhere in the Aquarius constellation. So I think that's super neat that with all the new space imaging technology that we have these days, they're getting to find all these cool exoplanets. Sweet. Planets. Nice. And now age of Aquarius from hair will be stuck in my head all day because I was a theater major in college. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What a fun jumping into the Zodiac constellations from so many different aspects. I can't wait to do the rest of them. I can tell you, like, I know some of the myths associated with them and I'm excited to tell them. (laughs) Yeah, the myths are fun. Uh, I like the element uh, aspect of it because that makes it Mm -hmm. a little bit easier for me to understand if I can know what element a thing is, what what it's supposed to be like uh, as just a quick reference. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I think that is about all the content content we have. The rest is just our shameless shameless self-promotion. Did you want to go first? Uh, Sure. I have really big news. Big news. Big news. My website is open. Kittywiththecupcake.com. You can buy my wares there. All of the different designs uh, that I did in my Magical Merit Badges Kickstarter are currently ready to ship. They're up in my website. You can buy them. There are magical merit badge pins for different witches. There are floral witchy pins. There's a whole magical town square collection of witchy buildings that are all in the same scale and you can make a little scene with them. There are witchy charms that you can use for stitch markers or just like zipper pulls or whatever. There's a necklace. There's a coin that you could use for 50-50 divinations and there's washi tape and yeah Lauren's got the coin right now the coin is maybe my favorite thing I'm really excited about how the coin looks and uh washi tape and stickers both in sheet and just single holographic sticker varieties so you should go check that out it's really cool and I have Another bit of news, which is that I have a pattern in a knit crate box. Uh, The pattern is called Sandy Waves, and it's a right triangle shawl. So it grows from the point to one of the edges, and it features a seed stitch and a slip stitch wave pattern that I think looks really cool, but is really, really easy to knit because it's just done via slip stitches stacking on top of each other. Uh, I think it looks really cool, too. Thank you. It's in the Knit Crate Malabrigo quarterly box and you get the yarn to make the thing and the pattern in the box. And uh, there is a special colorway of the yarn uh, that is only for the box that you can only get from there uh, from Malabrigo that is called Mountain View. Uh, And it's kind of like a nice uh, blues and like earth tones and like oranges. It's very like lake with the mountain looking situation. And if you use the special link that I will put in our show notes, I get credit for you subscribing to that. So if you want to subscribe that, you should do that. And I also have a 20% off coupon. If you want to get that, the coupon is Kitty Cupcake, not Kitty with the Cupcake, Kitty Cupcake, because that's how many characters they had. Uh, So if you want to save 20% off and get that box, you can do it. You don't have to like commit to a full year subscription or anything. You just get 20% on that box and then cancel your subscription if you don't want future boxes. 
So that is all of that information. And these links will be on the news section of my website, kittywithacupcake.com. And they will be in our show notes too. Amazing. That's so exciting. So much We're news. So pro- <laughs> We're so promo heavy this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I will be having a big Tolkien themed update next Sunday on February 6th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And it is going to be all Tolkien yarn. This is probably my biggest self-striping update yet. I have 80 skeins of self-striping, which is so Bowsers. much. It's so much. So I will have all my self-stripings on High Twist BFL and Matt Sock, which are both um, Superwash Merino or Superwash Wool and Nylon Blends, different breeds. Like I said, I have four self-striping colorways. First off, I got Misty Mountains here, a striped gradient of grays and one stripe of undyed. I retooled this one. I think it looks really good. I will have Smaug as well as a coordinating color. I am fire, which is good. This one's four stripes. It's all hot and fiery. I will have Tenuvial, which is the one that Emily has. And this one is really like soft and romantic. And it's off of one of Tolkien's most romantic stories from the Silmarillion, the tale of Baron and Luthien, which is referenced constantly in the regular Lord of the Rings. It's a black, a green, a pink, a gray, and a dark purple and a dark blue. I think it's really nice. That one has three coordinating colorways. Wow. Yes. The pink, the orangey pink, the uh, blue, and the gray are all coordinating colorways you can get on full skeins. I really like this one. And then I will have, lastly, a new brand new self-striping, which is Thorin Oakenfield. And that will go with the same gray and dark blue. Those stripes are both in here. This one has some grungy... Uh, tonal browns. It's got two shades of gray, a deep charcoal, and two shades of blue. I think it's really good. And then I think the last thing I have to show you is I will also have an update of my Erebor colorway, which is a green. I was really inspired by all the green marble and the set design of Erebor. And it's got in it, it's very tonal. It goes from light minty greens to deep foresty greens, very tonal, pops of yellow, and it's on my gold Stellina base. So if you're interested in any of these yarns, they will be available on February 6th, 9 a.m. Pacific at my Etsy shop. And if you're looking to find how how to get any of our products, my yarn, Emily's merch, Emily's patterns, just head on over to fibercoven.com and you will find links to everywhere you can find us around the internet. Mm -hmm. As well as links to our show notes if you want to click on any of the things we talked about Mm project-wise. Yeah, and that'll link you over to our Patreon where we have a really cool coven of yarny witches that like to hang out in Discord. Yeah. They're rad. We love them. We love you for listening to us and hanging out with us. We are so thrilled to spend this time with you and with each other. And until next week, coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.